Hi, I forget how to do this. Hi. Hey. Are you pouring your shot or are you doing a shot? I shot, 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 shot. poured a shot into my glass and I'm going to be drinking it slowly throughout the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> Something I don't know how to do. <laughs> drinking slowly. Starting to realize that the more and more I listen back to some of these episodes, I sound like I really should do less tequila this year. Oh, that sounds slightly like deja vu, but not really. <laughs> I've said this before, haven't I? I feel like you have. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to uh, Unfiltered. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas and all those things. I feel like I didn't really get a chance to say that to anybody because uh, we were away. Um, my guest on the show today, is, my, my co-host, I guess, is, um, is Ottawa, my boyfriend. <laughs> Hi, Ottawa. Hi, everybody. Ha Happy New Year. <laughs> Are you going to say your thing? He's been wanting oh, to say, yeah. he's been this wanting is, to say uh... this thing. He's been wanting to say this thing. He, so okay, he's yeah. not, not a seasoned uh, broadcaster, uh, but he's been wanting to say this thing that he thinks all broadcasters say. Go for it. Baby. Okay. Let me, let me give it a shot. Hey, how you doing? This is Ottawa coming at you from O-Town live and ready to go. <laughs> How y'all doing? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't like the y'all. <laughs> I also don't like the coming at you live. There's no broadcaster is, that says that anymore. No broadcaster coming at you live. Coming at you live from O-Town. Yeah. No. Nobody says I that feel anymore. Like, I feel like that was a thing. All right. I yeah. dated myself a bit. Yeah. Okay. Radio. Sorry. That's my dog. He's, he's going to bark in the background. I believe he's our dog. Sorry, our dog. Okay, so we're totally going to be that annoying couple who's uh, doing a podcast together. This is not going to be a thing, I promise. I just wanted to um, guest, I wanted him to guest on this episode because it was his first trip to Mexico. And obviously, a lot of people have a lot of questions on traveling right now during COVID times, what that's all about. Um, and I just wanted to sort of talk to you about your first experience in Mexico, the place that I love so, so much. Um, so that's why he's on the show today. I promise you it's not going to be like, you know, a mush fest. Although I did realize when we were away, I got to say this, the other reason why I wanted you on, I realized when we were away, we talk a lot as a couple. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're always talking. Like, we just talk forever. Yeah, we do talk a lot. We have good, uh, we do have good conversation. I, we, don't, we don't seem to run out. The barrel is never empty. It's true. That's a good thing, though. It is a good thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't want to be that, uh, you know, silent, sort of awkward couple sitting in the room with nothing to say to each other and uh, wondering if the other person is mad at you or thinks that there's something wrong or yeah. we, we don't really, we never really have that, which is fantastic. Well, I don't know. Sometimes if you do get quiet, I am still that like, are you okay? Is everything okay? What's wrong? <laughs> well, I know, but I mean, because we talk so much, it's, it's few and far between. Yeah, it's true. 
Okay. So first of all, I, I, Jason Momoa single, can we just get that out the gate? We need to talk. We need to address that out the gate. Are you worried? Why, why do we need to address this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody was messaging me like, Oh my God, Jason Momoa single. Look, this is my opinion on it. Cause, um, you know, I mean, he's, he's been, uh, you know, the, uh, the dream for me. I'm sorry, Ottawa. I'm sorry, but that's just, you know, you know, um, I actually feel bad. I feel horrible that they're breaking up. And here's why this is Jason Momoa said that when, I don't know, he was like eight years old and he saw her on TV and he fell in love with her like instantly. And he was like, I'm going to marry that woman. That's the woman of my, I'm going to have her. Da, da, da. And he did, he made it happen, you know, and they yeah. had this beautiful romance. They have this whole thing and it just seems so perfect. So for it to end, it kind of like, it made me feel like, I don't know. I lost a little hope in love seeing them break up. Mm -hmm. Sad. And also my arms are open. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, uh, on that note, I, I do wish Jason Momoa the best of luck. And I'm sure whoever scoops him up um, will hopefully be a, a lucky girl. We don't really know the reason why. I, no. I don't think anyways that they've broken up. So who knows? No. It may turn out that he's uh you know, a bad man. Listen to me. If we find out that Jason Momoa cheated on her or did some shit to her, I'm going to be so devastated. Like of all the people that we find out is, is shitty behind the scenes, it better not be Jason Momoa. I have the highest hopes for that man. I'm sorry. Well, time will tell. I'm sure. I think they just grew apart. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Baby doesn't want to gossip. <laughs> I have no words. That's it. I've run out of Jason Momoa. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to take another shot at tequila. Um, the episode is underway, obviously. And we're still doing tequila. We did a lot in Mexico. Oh, um, my Lord, we did. We did. Salute. Salute. It's, um, yeah, it wasn't quite like top shelf tequila. We did have some good tequila. Yeah. But um, the, the stuff on the resort was, meh. Uh, yeah. Definitely bottom shelf. Uh, we were able to drink a lot of it during the day and still manage the evening. So that there's something to be said there. I don't know how we could do as much tequila as we did during the day. Still, um, you know, go out to one of the a la cartes or uh, we did good though. We did well. We definitely took some tequila out of Mexico. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that speaks to the actual tequila or us. <laughs> a little concerned. Uh, Maybe a bit of both. And then there was the, the bottle of mezcal, too, that we bought in um, oh, yeah. Playa del Carmen, which Playa you Carmen. yeah, which you thought tasted good in the store mm -hmm. after the lady fed us like 10 or 12 different samples of tequila. We, we settled on the mezcal and brought it back to the hotel room, tried it out there, only to realize that it was fucking disgusting. It yeah. was kind of gross. Yeah, it was uh, mezcal. Apparently, so she said that it was their like traditional drink, sort of the the precursor to tequila. Yeah, yes. and I've had mezcal before, but not this much. And I think like I don't know, maybe it's like a tequila in that it, like it takes some time. I just like, it was so, it's so smoky. It reminded me more of what you like. What is it? What is makers? It's a whiskey. Bourbon. Bourbon. 
It tasted yeah. to me like a bourbon more than anything. Yeah, and I think that might have something to do with how it's distilled. I think she said it was distilled in um, uh, underground oak barrels or yeah, and underground. She said, I think mm -hmm. whatever that means. <laughs> underground barrels. Yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't tequila. That's all I know. Anyways, if you get a chance to try mezcal, it's okay. I just, I mean, I'm still a tequila fan. That's never going to change. Um, it was all right. So this was the first time that um, I've actually been to an all-inclusive resort in Mexico in like a million years. I, I couldn't remember the last time I actually went to an all-inclusive. But when we were booking, Ottawa had never experienced an all-inclusive. So um, my best friend and I were booking and we both were talking about it saying like, he has to experience an all-inclusive. Everybody has to experience that once in their life. You know, the vibe of being able to drink whenever you want, eat whatever you want, just the ease of it. And mm -hmm. we had both been, well, all of us had been quite busy before going away. So we all just felt like we want something simple, easy. We don't want any stress. We don't have to worry about Airbnb it or like, getting a car, getting groceries, like all the things. So we settled on an all-inclusive. I was quickly reminded why I don't love all-inclusives though on this trip. So we mm -hmm. stayed at Barcelo or Barcello, however you want to, I think it's Barcelo um, in the Mayan Riviera or Riviera Mayan. And we stayed on the beach side. So there's like what, four or five different um, I think there was five sections. different resorts. Yeah. yeah. So there's like Tropical and Caribe and uh, the beach side. And then there's this like new adults only side, which is like Miami. It's not even like being in Mexico. It's totally like Miami. Right. Um, and we had um, a couple of friends um, who stayed there at the same time as us uh, while we were staying at the beach resort. Mm -hmm. They stayed in the adults only. Right. Yeah. Which, um, <clears throat> you know, reviews are pretty good for that particular hotel. Um, but if you're considering going there, I just a heads up. I mean, it's like all a la carte dinners. I guess there's like buffet during the day or something like that, but you got to do all a la cartes. So when you're like on vacation, I don't know about you, but like the phone goes down other than Instagram. Um, there's no watches involved. I don't want to know the time. Like, that's just like a thing. So if you're booking a la carte every night, you kind of got to be on a schedule, which is the very last thing you want on vacation is to be on schedule. So that's kind of irritating. That would irritate me. I wouldn't, I'm glad we didn't have to do that. Um, and also like just sort of the logistics of it. Some of the a la cartes were on that side. Others were like, it's far, like it's like, you know, across four or five different sections of this major resort. So they had to haul ass like to like, you know, a half an hour to get to the a la carte, which, you know, you're drinking all day on the beach. You don't feel like getting dressed, the whole thing. It's a big deal. So they weren't super happy with that. And I, I get why. Um, for us though, we had access to like, you know, the buffets or whatever that were like right there. So it was, it yeah, was, the all you can eat buffets. Yeah. And I think the, the adults only also, um, re just, it reminded me of Miami. It was like, I don't know, like it's like concrete and not a lot and of they, tropical vibes. Just. They also had some kind of a buffet, but I think for whatever reason it, it closed like relatively early, like by six or six 30, that buffet was closed. So they had to leave mm -hmm. 
uh, their resort and go to a different one if they wanted to eat, you know, mm-hmm. buffet style instead of a la carte, which again, they were quite annoyed by. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, the whole thing with a la carte is you, it's like, you get this like sort of mentality. You want to get what you paid for. Like it was expensive. Um, and you kind of go with that attitude of like, I want to drink and eat what I paid or at least like in, you know, kind of, um, so you don't want to go off the resort too much because you've paid for these dinners and you've paid for these drinks and all the things. But a big reminder to me was like, what, day two? I think it was day two or day three. You got sick. Day two? Yeah, I think that was day three. Day three. Okay, day three. Yeah. Yeah, day three uh, sent me back to the hotel room at <laughs> some point in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was freezing. Like I got to the hotel room and I was chilled. So I jumped in the shower. I took a hot shower and then that wasn't enough. So I had to take a hot bath. And then from there I was in bed and I had the chills and the sweats and, you know, all this stuff is sort of going through your mind at this point. Like, you know, do I have COVID? Do I have, uh, you know, travelers sickness? Um, you, you don't really know what's going on, but, um, yeah, I, that you I, call it traveler sickness, by the way. Traveler sickness. <laughs> Trying to keep it classy. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but yeah, for two days, I'd say I was pretty, I pretty much lost two days or a good day and a half in the you room did. just trying mm-hmm. to um, get mobile again. Yeah. And as an experienced traveler, I kind of, I was like, oh, he's just got, you know, the thing like he traveler sickness. Drank. Well, at first I thought it was, you drank too much. Maybe we, yeah. you know, it was sunstroke because you're not used to that kind of heat. Um, but quickly realized it was traveler sickness from something we ate. And so he was in bed, lost a full day. And then I started feeling it. And I got it for five days of the vacation. I was like, you know, I champed up though. I didn't stay in the room. I didn't do any of the things. I drank tequila, like thinking that it would kill the bug, whatever it was. And I was just like, nothing is going to ruin this. I haven't traveled for two years. <laughs> nothing is going to ruin these two weeks that we're in Mexico. So I like powered through, but man, I was sick. Like I did not feel good. We were up like every half an hour in the bathroom and, um, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast a million times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do them things in front of you, Ottawa, in front of him. I, I like to keep the magic alive. Um, so it really was like, you know, the whole like through sickness and health thing, um, I think brought us to a different thing in our relationship, a different stage in our relationship, but we kept it, we kept it cool. Right. Like we had code words. Yeah. We had the special word. Yeah. Privacy. Yeah. yeah. When, when one of us needed the bathroom, all we had to do was say privacy and the other one would uh, quietly make their way out to the balcony with a drink and just uh, enjoy the scenery on the balcony. Yeah. And close the door and sort of, man, mm-hmm. it was, that, that was, that was really hard for me. Like I, that was really hard for me to go through that with you. Cause we've been trying so hard to keep that magic alive and we were <laughs> to do so, but it was tough. Um, but yeah, that, that was the reminder for me that, um, you know, like when I went to the bathroom, like uh, all the bathrooms, all the female bathrooms. Yeah. You knew where they all were on the resort. Basically. I did. And, um, this is embarrassing for me to talk about it now, but like you could tell that a lot of people were sick, like just going into the bathroom, like, 
you see you can now, hear and see other people exactly and i was like yeah exactly and i was like okay so this is this is the only time I've ever been sick is on a resort. And I know not all resorts will make you sick. I know that. I know not all, all inclusives will do that, but it literally has been the only time that I haven't felt well. And every other time I've traveled to Mexico, I've stayed in an Airbnb. I've eaten out locally. I've eaten at, you know, on the street meat stands, like all the things. And I've never been sick. Like I have in resorts. So just my experience. I was just like, yep, nope, never doing this again. And aside from all of that, I don't feel like you actually got to experience Mexico. You know, when you go to an all-inclusive, you get this beautiful beach, you have the chairs, you have the ease of use, everything's right there for you. But the whole time I was thinking, you're not really seeing this side of Mexico that I love so much. You did your best. So, I mean, for, for the days that we were there and, you know, the days that I was sick and the days that you were sick, um, we did manage to get out to um, a couple of different cities, uh, Tulum and um, Playa del Carmen. And um, we went to some caves. Uh, cenotes. Cenotes, <laughs> yes. Snorkeling. Um, so but we did get off the That was like very touristy stuff. Like Playa del Carmen is like the most touristy part of Mexico. But it is Mexico, right? Like you're, yeah, you're, you're surrounded by tourists, but you're in the middle of, you know, downtown uh, yeah. Playa del Carmen, and uh, it was a good day. I, I had fun on um, uh, all of our little excursions. Did you have fun in Playa del Carmen though? Because I felt like you were a bit stressed. Well, I mean, where we first got dropped off by by the cab was like sort of, you know most places have like an uptown and a downtown and we definitely got dropped off downtown like sort of in the, the you know you're getting hit everywhere from um, merchants and uh, uh, vendors trying to drag you into their their tents or their their little shops and they're they're pretty aggressive you know mm-hmm. um, and then as we walked through that and sort of made our way uh, towards uptown, you know, the, they sort of disappeared and it got to be more of the shops and the stores and the restaurants and mm-hmm. uh, s- sort of like Bloor Street or uptown Toronto, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, I definitely liked it better once we got there just because we weren't being harassed so much by by people. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it was interesting for sure to see and to, to experience. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. And then Tulum, I mean... Do you want to t- start the story about the car rental and, and getting to Tulum? Yeah. So, I mean, I spent a lot of time in Tulum. So this is just like a weird experience for me. I've never seen, I don't know. I, I don't know what this was all about, but we had rented a car and heads up. So we, this had, again, never happened to me before. Every time I've rented a car in Mexico, easy, pick up the car, boom, boom, you're done. Like there's no issues. Um, we rented it. And when we got there, there was this like massive lineup of people outside of what what were we renting? Hertz. Hertz. And there was a massive lineup of people. So we're like, all right, we're going to get in this lineup. And you know, everybody else is lining up. As it turns out, talking to everybody there, there were no cars available. And we had booked it through Expedia. So they, I guess, basically told Expedia they still had cars available. When we got there, there were no cars available. And people were just waiting in line to get a car that wasn't there. They weren't even brought back yet, let alone cleaned and checked and all the things. 
So we ended up leaving. We were just like, screw it. We're not going to wait here forever. But you I- know, and what, what I found strange about that was everybody in that line had a reservation. It's not like people were just randomly walking in there. Like everybody yeah. that I spoke to all had a car booked. So the people inside could see that they had a lineup of maybe 15 or 20 people outside mm-hmm. waiting for cars. And they weren't coming outside to sit there and say, sorry, guys, you know, no cars available. You should just be on your way. They were perfectly content to have a stand out there probably all day waiting for a car that, that they didn't have. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, yeah it I was found a little that, bit uh, frustrating. <clears throat> Which again, I'm not used to that kind of service in Mexico. Like everywhere I've gone, you know, to get a car or out to restaurants or getting a home or any of the things that I've done. And I've spent like months there never had these kind of issues. It was very bizarre for me to see that. Um, so yeah. just like poor service on their behalf, on Hertz behalf. It, I don't like, you can't speak to all of them. I think it was a very busy time too. It was like New Year's day that we were looking for a car. Was it New Year's day? Uh, I after? think it was the second. Yeah. January yeah. 2nd. And they certainly have their prices jacked up right now. Like I'm sure every country does like they're jacked the fuck up. You are not getting a car for $29 a day. <laughs> like no. it was like a hundred American for the shittiest car ever. And you're like, what? <laughs> when did yeah. this happen? Totally COVID recovery times. Like they're trying to make money back. I get that. But as someone visiting, you feel like you're being ripped off. Like every time you turn around, it was just kind of like, are you kidding me right now? Like there's mm-hmm. no way a car costs a hundred bucks American for a two door shitty little fucking standard car. <laughs> it, it seems like those were the go-to prices. Anytime you ask somebody yeah. how much does something cost, it was either 50 American or a hundred American. There was yeah. a whole lot of in between. Yeah. That was really strange. That was very strange. And I mean, yeah, it, it was either way. We didn't end up getting the car. So, um, you know, instead of giving up on things, cause I won't give up on the adventure, <laughs> we ended up renting an ATV for the day mm-hmm. <laughs> for the same price. Hundred bucks. Yeah, pretty much. Or, yeah. 1500 pesos. So I think it was like $90 or something. Yeah. Like and like um, the worst ATV possible. Oh yeah. 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 She stalled. Yeah, she saw. I think we named like it stall. Seconds. Yeah, it was like stalling every two seconds. You were a pretty good. You were a champ with that ATV, though. Oh, it was fun though. We got to for sure. It allowed us to um, uh, go to the ruins. Check you got out some to of see the, ruins. the Tulum ruins. Yeah. Yeah, and then we went to that strip in Tulum, like along the beach, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you call it. So there's two different parts to Tulum. There's Tulum, the town, Pueblo, and then there's like the beach area. And the beach area right. is like kind of what you see on Instagram. Like it's all the Instagram famous shots are all down at the beach in Tulum. Um, That's where Al Pacino hangs out. Al Pacino hung out there. That's right. With his like 20 year old girlfriend. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but we didn't go too, too far down there though, because the ATV kept stalling. So I was like a little bit nervous. Although I don't get nervous about much. That was making me nervous because we actually stalled in the middle of an intersection. Um, so yeah, I mean, either way, big adventure. And that to me, I felt like the only time that you actually got to see the real Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so that's, that. so those are all like the main reasons why I won't do the all-inclusive again. And um, the couple that was with us said the same thing. They wouldn't do an all-inclusive again. You kind of just miss, I think, 
maybe for seven days. We were there for two weeks. Maybe for seven days, be a little bit different. You just want to chill vacay. You don't want to think about anything. You don't have to worry about get a car, getting a car or like going out to eat or all those things. But I think like running on like the 10th day, it was kind of like, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, as good, as good as the food was, like when you first get there, it's, it's nice to see the variety of different food you can eat for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, after, after a week or so, it's sort of, it's all the same. It all kind of blends in and no matter what, buffet you go to on the resort they're just serving the same food as the other buffets so Mm -hmm. you don't really get a lot of uh, variety in the buffets i mean you do no so that's speaking to everybody who wants to i think know about an all-inclusive you know if you haven't done it you know and um for your first experience even you recognize that i mean i think that's a big deal when you're going to a country like you want to you know you want to eat the food you want to feel the culture and you don't and, get- and hear the music which we oh did not oh my god yes the music because <laughs> they had music playing <laughs> throughout the resort there's like hidden speakers everywhere so as you're walking through the resorts or in the restaurants or or what have you you always sort of have this sort of music in the background and um for whatever reason so we got there on christmas day totally expected to hear christmas music on Christmas Day, but they were playing Christmas music until the day we left, which yeah. was January the 7th. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we could not get away from the Christmas music. No, it was relentless. I, okay, I feel like we're just like complaining about everything when in actuality it was pretty good. I mean, those are just some of the reasons, like I said, that we won't do an all-inclusive resort again, but the traveling part, I feel so grateful that we actually got to go given the times that we're in. Um, absolutely. I mean, all in all, it was a fantastic trip. You know, Mm -hmm. we went when everybody was more or less telling us that we probably shouldn't. I don't know if you were getting it in your ear, but I I was certainly getting it on my end. You know, people um, asking me if I was sure that now was the best time to go and we did it. I have no regrets. Um, COVID in Mexico is definitely uh, not as, um, doesn't, didn't seem as crazy as it is here. Like you're not being bombarded with it. Um, or maybe we were just tuned out, you know, to the media and all that. But um, yeah, certainly life was a little bit more normal in Mexico. I mean, people, we still had to wear masks when we were walking into, you know, the buffet areas and areas where there was lots of people. Um, but, you know, when you're on the beach, you get that feeling of normalcy. Um, COVID just kind of dwindled away and you didn't really think about it for the day, which was fantastic. Um, but yeah, all in all, you know, for my first all-inclusive trip, it was, it was pretty much what I expected, you know, to be at a beautiful resort with a beautiful woman and beautiful friends. And, um, aside from getting sick for a few days, um, it was, you know, lots of memories, lots of fantastic memories. (laughs) Oh, good answer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it, you know, it, it's funny because I was, I was talking to my girlfriend who had actually, um, our friends that came with us and, uh, you know, just sort of being back home now. And, you know, if you've ever traveled before and you're a traveler, um, when you come home, there's this sort of like deep, dark depression that sets in. And the first week, not only because Ottawa and I live long distance and we had spent our first like 19 days together, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, there was that like, uh, we have to separate again. That was really tough. 
Um, but also just like coming back to this bitter, bitter cold. The cold, my God. The cold and COVID. And, and like you said, I mean, you're kind of removed from it other than seeing people wear masks here and there going in. Every time you walk into a buffet, you have to wear a mask. They check your temperature. Um, uh, it's strange to see PCR testing stations and COVID rapid testing stations all over Tulum. There's these like random like yeah. stations. That was kind of strange to see. So, you know, you were reminded of COVID through those things. Mm-hmm. But all in all, you are kind of removed from it. Um, but that sort of depression sets in once you get home. If if you're if you crave that sunshine and that warmth and all the things, and you got to come home, and you got to come home to work and all the things, you know, you've been off and enjoying yourself, and you got to come back to all that shit. Um, so that set in. But all in all, it was easy enough to travel. You know, I mean. I would say do whatever you want. I know friends who are canceling trips right now. They don't want to go out of fear, you know, for getting it, not necessarily scared of COVID, but scared of what happens with COVID. We heard a number of stories while we were there of people getting stuck. And I, you know, I jokingly said a number of times before we left, I don't care if I get stuck in Mexico, it wouldn't be the worst thing and da, da, da. But you don't get stuck on the resort that you're in. You know, they put you in a different hotel and there's a guard outside the door. And, you know, it's not as easy and as, you know, glamorous as getting stuck on the beach in Mexico, if you get it. So Yeah, I think it could have went a lot worse for us. Had one of us gotten COVID and we tested positive prior to leaving, then for sure that would have, um, um, you know... I don't know exactly what would have happened. I'm sure we would have been quarantined into a room of some sort and yeah. um, it, it probably wouldn't have been a good week. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, it wouldn't have been as nice as the resort we were on. That's for sure. So, I mean, your own discretion, right? Like mm-hmm. we had to test before we left. That's, you know, part of the rules. You got to take a PCR test. So you have to pay for that. So that was like a hundred bucks American each. Right. Yeah. Um, And then you have to, when you land, so you have to test negative, obviously, to get on the plane to come back to Canada. And then you have to use the app, the, what is it called? Arrive Can. Arrive Can. And show that you have negative results there. And then when you arrive in Canada, um, everything seems seamless until you like get through the gates and you're like home free and you're not home free. (laughs) Just when you think you are, they give you like a pink or a green sticker. And maybe they'll change the colors between our travel time and and now. But um, we ended up getting the pink sticker, which meant we had to test at Pearson Airport. And I mean, our friends got the green sticker. So So, they got got to uh, take their test home. And on that note, so um, our our friends left a couple days before we did. And so they had to go through this whole process at Pearson uh, two days before us. And Mel got a message saying, basically, okay, if you get pink, you're good to go. Whereas if you get green, it means you have to get a PCR test at the airport. So when we went through customs and we each got a pink sticker on our passport, we're like, woohoo, scot free. And we're like walking out of the airport, like there's no tomorrow. And then boom, we get snagged. And they put us in this lineup of like probably, I don't know, 200 people who are people from all over the world like who knows where they're coming from but 
you know, we're both looking at each other thinking like, you know, if we didn't have COVID before, there's a good chance we're going to get it now <laughs> Yeah. because there was no six foot spacing. Mm-hmm. Um, they had those, um, I don't know, the people that the attendants or whatever, wearing the, the garbs and the masks, like mm-hmm. walking by us, like every, you know, two or three minutes. And there was a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, so these people are at the airport every single day, walking through a lineup of people with potential COVID. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're walking by us like every 20 seconds. And yeah, it was just a bad experience to come back to and sort of the whole reminder of COVID again. Yeah, totally. You're reminded of it at the second you get on the plane to come home. Yeah. The second you get that PCR test, you're like, okay, back to reality. Uh, we ended up having a test at the, at the airport, um, like you said, and then they let us go. And you're kind of like, let go on an honor system. Like you're going to go home and you're going to quarantine until you get these results, which to me, I mean, I'm grateful because I wouldn't want to have to, you know, like in the beginning of COVID go to a hotel at the airport. We've heard some really horrific stories about those hotels so on an honor system, um, we did quarantine until we got the results, which we got four days later. So we were off work on the Monday. We had arrived on Friday. We were off on the Monday and we got the results like Monday. So <clears throat> both of us obviously testing negative. And my friend who ended up having to take the rapid test at home or the, I don't know if it was PC, I guess it was a rapid test, um, mm-hmm. having to take the test at home they give you an appointment time. So you have to take your test on a video uh, feed or camera with a doctor. And their test was literally just a couple of days ago. They've already been home for like five or six days. Then they finally test. Then they have to wait for those results to come in. So the quarantine period actually ended up being a lot longer than if you test at the airport. And all in all, at Pearson, I think we were there an extra 45 minutes, which really wasn't a big deal. No. And quite a bit of a difference between the PCR test in Mexico and and the PCR test we did in Canada, wouldn't you say? Yeah, a little bit different. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit different, yeah. Yeah, I think they just wanted us gone. I don't know. (laughs) That's hard to say. I mean, we were speculating that it was she did the swabs. You can see it on my Instagram, the video. Swab was like just hardly on my tongue. She barely touched me, but yeah, they gave us the option. She was like, Do you want do you want us to swab your mouth or your nose? nose, And we we were both like, um mouth. Mouth, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Either way, relatively seamless. But I, like I said, we don't have horror stories to tell about it. Um, I I think it was pretty easy given that we're in a pandemic and the numbers were so bad here in Canada. Um, But we've heard, we heard stories. We met people who are from Miami who were like, COVID's over in Miami. Like they were looking at us like we were super paranoid because we had our masks on still. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was kind of strange to see how everybody else is living compared to us. Yeah. I found anyways. Mind you, we were in line for a bank machine in Tulum at this time. And and the the two people in front of us were from Miami. And and there was a girl or two girls behind us. I think they were Polish or Russian or something like that. Um, But she was like 
coughing and sneezing and she had a runny nose and she was like maybe a foot and a half behind us and we kept looking at her and I just wanted to say like can you please put on your mask um but instead of doing that we like kind of pulled our masks up and over our noses just to make sure that you know we were covered and I think that's when the girl from Miami was like you know where are you guys from anyways (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she was like, oh, Canada. Yeah, you guys yeah, yeah, we've heard there. about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not like uber paranoid or anything, but I mean, you know, I don't want to get sick. And I certainly didn't want to have to quarantine in Mexico. Like that was starting to become exactly. a bit of a fear. Like before you come home, all you start thinking about is please don't get it before. Like I'd love to stay here, but I know it's not going to be glamorous. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're just being super careful before you come home. But all in all, uh, relatively seamless. I mean, it changes every day. By time this comes out, who knows what the numbers will be? And uh, I mean, you use your own discretion. But uh, that's that's our experience in traveling. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't. I'm I'm grateful we did it. Um, I honestly, I just, I feel, I felt like Mexico fixed me. Like it just brought me alive again these last two years as everybody's been going through. And I know I'm, I'm not any different, but I've, I've kind of felt a little dead inside. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking dark. It's been dark times, man. And like, you know, not dressing up and wearing those same damn Lululemon pants to work every day um, because no one's seeing me. And in Mexico, just sort of like you got dressed again. We went out for dinners. We went out for breakfast you know, you had to sort of present yourself again. And I felt alive, like something lit up. And I miss that. You know, I, yeah. I really realized when we came home how dark it is when everything's shut down like this. It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Yeah. And, you know, as much as we were kind of bashing uh, the resort, there was um, there were some good things too. Like on New Year's Eve, we, we came home to, uh, no, on Christmas night when we got there, they had a bottle of champagne for us. Mm-hmm. And then on on Christmas Eve or uh, New Year's Eve, we um, we called um, room service or whatever, and we we were like, we need more beer, we need more beer, we need. <laughs> and then we we're like, can you bring us up some uh, some champagne too? Oh no, he brought the beer, and then we were like, oh no, we want more beer. So then he came back with uh, a case, yeah, of beer, a full yeah. case of Corona and a bottle of champagne, and um, nice. I thought he just was giving us like you know, three or four beer from the case. And then he was like, here, 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 you take. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, we tipped him well. We tipped him well. We did, yes. That was that was nice. Uh, speaking of New Year's, you asked me on New Year's um, if I had any resolutions. And I've been saying for the last few years that I'm not making resolutions. Um, I realized that when I got home, I think it's just a cop-out. Like, I just don't want to make any commitments to myself. Right. Because I don't want to fail. I hate failure. So like, I'm do just I hear like, a butt? <laughs> yes, you do hear a butt. I've been thinking since I've been home, I don't want to make anything like any resolution that's like so drastic and dramatic that I can't keep up to it. Because again, I don't want to like fail myself, but I've decided I'm going to do less of a lot of things. I'm going to do less complaining this year. I feel like there's been a lot of complaining for the last couple of years. What? You complain? <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> i never heard you complain come on now <laughs> less complaining and uh less um well more drinking what 
well, how do you how do you complain less if you complain? Like, do you, are, do you just catch yourself in the middle of complaining and then realize that you're breaking your resolution or do you wake up in the morning and go, okay, no complaining well, I think, today? I think it's, it's living in more gratitude is really what it is. Like, it's the reverse. I'm just going to live in more gratitude for what I actually do have. So just a little less complaining. I'm going to worry less about what people think because despite what it seems like, I do worry about that way too much. So like I said, Mexico kind of fixed me and sort of, like ignited my soul again, where I'm like, listen, I don't really care what anybody thinks anymore. So follow along in the gram, you'll see. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to swear less. I feel like I swear a little bit too much sometimes. (laughs) Ottawa, be careful. You have your moments. You have your moments. From Sudbury. You can't take that out of me. I'm sorry. (laughs) You can't take it all the way out of me. Um, So I'm just going to, I'm just going to try to, and I don't know why it's just, I want to be a little more mindful of swearing. Well, those are good resolutions. So yeah. complain, complain less, swear less, swear less, and, and stop worrying about what about people think. What that's people right. Think. Yeah. So a little less of everything. Well, that's what good for someone who, you? for someone who's not uh, doing resolutions. I think those are pretty good, good ones right? to start with. Yeah. What, what about you? A little bit less. So uh, my resolution was to quit buying beer during the weekdays and just kind of save it for the weekends or for when you know we're celebrating or doing something rather than um you know having those two or three beers after work every day yeah you're a beer guy i am a beer guy yes ottawa's a beer guy it showed in some of our pictures in mexico too so i was like damn (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> gotta, gotta stop drinking after work. And the audacity of some people to actually, I shouldn't even say the audacity. It's the world of social media. I should, ha- I should expect this, but we're posting these like loving photos. I'm f- finally happy, you know, with someone we're finally happy in all these years, you know, oh, and bring up that comment. And I'm not, you can say it if you want to say it, but we post this, like, I thought a beautiful photo and someone commented on uh, Ottawa's looks. And uh, I was just like, exactly what I was talking about, not worrying about what people say. But in the moment we were in Mexico and I was just like, why you gotta, why you gotta rain on my parade right now? Why do you gotta say something? He was a jealous dude. It's just, it's just crappy. You know, it's just crappy. Um, I hope me- people make the resolution to not say crappy things on people's pictures. Not be fucking shitty. I'll yeah. swear if you, if you won't. I was going to say, I'm trying really hard not to swear. <laughs> don't be a fucking <laughs> asshole. Okay, so I hope that helped. I mean, I don't know. We're sort of rambling on, and uh, I apologize if it's just nauseating to hear a couple um, chat, but we're sort of that nauseating couple. <laughs> we're happy. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Shush. <laughs> um, okay, quickly before we go, as we do, um, we end every episode with a recommend. Uh, before I left, I recommended Brene Brown's new book, Atlas of the Heart. And um, I have to say, I'm going to be honest and admit that I only read about four pages in Mexico. I said that we would read along. I did not. The tequila, it just, it got to me. We partied too much. So I didn't get a lot of reading done. However, since I've been home, I've been listening to on Audible Atomic Habits. Uh, you probably heard about it because it went viral. Um, uh, what's her name was talking about it. 
um, Reese Witherspoon. So great book so far on just starting these new habits and or breaking old habits. There's a lot of things that I need to work on. So that book is, I'm just sort of a couple chapters in, but that would be my recommend, Atomic Habits. Do you have one? Um, I guess I would have to Don't say- Don't you like that like cowboy show or something like that? Like the there's- Cowboy show, yes. Yellow, I'm watching yellow knife or yellow, yellow jacket? Stone. Yellow stone. <laughs> yellow jacket. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's, it's probably not a new show to a lot of you out there. I, I just got into it in the fall. Um, so I've been enjoying- um, kind of binge watching when I can because I think there's four seasons and I'm I'm just starting the fourth season now but yeah fantastic show Kevin Costner um is the producer and star of the show and I'm not usually a big Kevin Costner fan but when he does um, but like, have you seen the bodyguard what are you talking about yeah and Waterworld um <laughs> When he does do something good, though, he, he does tend to do it well. Like Robin Hood was one of my favorite movies for like a long, long time from the 90s or whatever. And um, anyways, yeah, Yellowstone would be my pick. It's what I'm into now. And uh, it's uh, it's really good if you like Western. What is it about? Um, it's basically about um, a well-to-do family who own a ranch and it's been in their family for like generations and generations. And um basically each season it seems like there's a different group of people or businesses who are coming after them to try and get the ranch to develop the land for um, an airport or a casino or something to that effect. Um, so largely it's about them, uh, you know, defending this, this ranch and then obviously their, um, you know, relationships with one another and what have you. I've heard a lot about the show, though. A lot of yes. people are talking about it. So I totally understand. I know a lot of people are hyped up about it. All yeah. right. In the meantime, um, you can follow Ottawa if you want to on socials. Do you want people to follow you on socials? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so you, want me to, you don't want me to throw it out there? <laughs> you can throw it out there, but... Yeah, no, socials aren't really my my deal. My All Facebook right. is literally dedicated to uh, family and friends, and my Instagram is dedicated to following you. So that's oh, that's it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I won't throw it out there then, just <laughs> privacy. Um, but of course, you can continue and follow us on uh, at Unfiltered with Melanie now on Insta. Appreciate you, and for those of you who are still supporting me on patreon thank you i appreciate you we will have some new episodes with some new um co-hosts guest stars all the things coming up in the coming weeks bye <laughs> bye <Love> everybody you. <laughs> love you what happens when we play outside we become healthier both mentally and physically we become more creative and more focused we connect with nature each other and ourselves Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. 
I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.